Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes, we have another episode of your daily Arsenal agenda, your daily show from Monday to Friday, 10am and I'm joined by the lovely Chris Davidson and Alfie Lambert. Firstly, Alfie, how are you mate? Yeah, good morning Bailey, not doing too bad. Uh, excited to get into the topics today, hope you're doing well. Absolutely, I'm doing fine mate, thanks for asking. And Chris, it's been a while since me and you've been on the show, but how are you mate, you all good? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. Thanks, Bailey. Getting there. I'm um, good to be back on on with yourself and, and Alfie. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to diving into the topics this morning. Of course, it's great to have you back, mate. And guys, before we do dive into the topics, I think it's only right we talk about last night's last night's game, sorry, with between Crystal Palace and Liverpool. Alfie, Liverpool is very shaky, I think, in defence. I know, of course, they're playing that Phillips who doesn't usually play, but with Arsenal beating Crystal Palace the week before. Is this for you of any type of optimism that maybe Liverpool might be falling off a little bit and Arsenal might be closing that gap ever so slightly or is it way too early to judge? I think it is too early to judge, but the one thing that I take from it is how impressive the win at Sellers Park was. Obviously, we know our previous record there and how tough we found it, especially on midweek games. Um, so I, I think it just sort of furthered how good the performance was, even though the second half perhaps wasn't as good as the first um, you know, that, that own goal that killed it off. Um, a really good win, especially to start the season. Hopefully we can build on it. But um, for Liverpool, I, I think we always know that, that they'll, they'll find a way back with the quality they've got. Um, I think Nunes, you know, struggled last night, but I, I think he will come back um, and, and score a few goals for him. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself here, but, you know, it's uh, it's looking good for us. Let's just say that. That's all I'll say for now. Yeah, it is looking good indeed. And it could be looking even better because we have we still have a couple of weeks left in the transfer window. And of course, Arsenal fans are wanting Edu to potentially bring in a midfielder. And one midfielder we've been linked to, Chris, is Moises uh, Caicedo from Brighton. He was absolutely phenomenal against against Manchester United. Of course, Brighton have already sold Ives Bazuma to, to Tottenham. They've sold uh, Mark Kukreloff to, to, uh, to Chelsea. So is Moises Caicedo an option in this transfer window, do you believe, Chris? Possibly. If it's an unrealistic option, though, no, I'm not so sure. Um, because, as you mentioned there, Brighton are in a very strong position. Um, they hold all the keys. Uh, obviously, um, gained a lot of money over the last couple of transfer windows now, now with, with Basuma, obviously Ben White last summer and Cucurella, the big one, um, in, in recent weeks. So, um, like I say, they're in a strong position in, in, in negotiations. Um, they don't need to sell. And um, they will uh, undoubtedly be demanding um, a high figure for the player. So um, I can see why Arsenal have maybe looked at him or are looking at him or at least keeping uh, sort of tabs on his situation because he's a, a, a clear talent. As you mentioned there, Bailey did the game against Manchester United. I thought he was phenomenal, <laughs> although I don't think it takes a lot to impress against that lot at the minute. Um but, you know, look, he, he controlled the game, great in possession, the energy that he has, the, the work rate, he's sort of that box-to-box player. Um, I really like him. And I think, to be honest, Graham Potter will be wanting to use him in, in that sort of uh, Pesuma role, take over from him straight away because he's got the quality. He's got, like I say, that that ability um, to fill that void. So uh, they're in a very strong position. They don't need to sell. And I think he'll be very much in Brighton's plans for this season, at least. Um, so, uh, I mean, obviously, it's all never say never. Maybe Arsenal can contest the waters a little bit. But I, I don't think it's going to be a realistic option this window, personally. Yeah, I agree with you. I think 
maybe in the summer, but then we would have maybe we have different type of targets, of course. Maybe Brighton would not want to sell him at all because they've already sold their strongest midfielder. So it is a chance. I think this window would be very, very unlikely, unlikely with just a few weeks remaining. Brighton are already really short on, on, on numbers in, in most positions. So I doubt they'll see sell Casado. But Alfie, how good of a signing would Casado be? And is he, is he the type of profile player we, we should be targeting? Yeah, I think he'd be a brilliant signing. You know, as Chris touched upon there, he was great against Manchester United this season and last season. I think he scored the opening goal um, when they beat him 4-0. Um, played well against us and, and, you know, I had a look. It was actually his Premier League debut and, you know, looking at the way he played, you would never know. He, he slotted in so well. Um, he's young. He, he'd fit in well. He can play sort of in that six or or perhaps in the eight role. Um, so, I, I think he would be a good signing, especially... Uh, you know, the market for, for sort of a six is is quite, well, there's not many players that, you know, I think would fit in, in our team. I think we're lucky to have, you know, a, a player that like Thomas Party who can who can play that role. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, it is a really unlikely signing. Um, I don't think he's played too many Premier League games. I think he, he was on loan um, at the start of last season. Uh, so he's definitely got a long way to go in, in, in terms of building up that experience. And I think at the moment, we probably need another experienced midfielder behind him, but no, I, th- I think for me, an unlikely signing. But if we did manage to get him, um, a, a brilliant signing, absolutely. I do agree. I think it would be a brilliant signing. Also, yeah, I think in the defensive midfield, Arsenal do need to look to strengthen in that position sooner rather than later. So, I do think that would be a quality signing for Arsenal. But, Chris, another player who we've been continuously linked with. And I, and I think as the window starts to start to draw near to his exit, I think a transfer is looking ever more unlikely. And that is Yuri Tillemans from Leicester. And of course, time is ticking. And our reports are saying that Yuri is willing to wait as a free agent and then explore his options there. Chris, is this is all signs pointing towards the direction that Arsenal are not going to sign the Belgian in this summer transfer? Yeah, I think, you know, as the window's dragged on, and the closer we get to September 1st, the more unlikely this move becomes. And I just, I don't, because I don't know what else Arsenal can do or need to do in order to go for him. Because I, I unless, you know, a crazy offer comes in for, for Granit Xhaka, for example, I don't think we're even going to consider that departure. Torreira's gone. Gwen Doozy's obviously joined Marseille in a permanent deal. We know El Elneny, the, the plan for him was to stay after he extended his contract. Um, uh, obviously, I, I think maybe the addition of Fabio Vieira has turned some heads within the club, and that they're, they're thinking that now his his arrival gives them enough sort of rotational options and depth in in midfield. We know he can play in a number ten uh, number ten role. We know we know he can play in that number uh, six and eight role as well, if, if required, as well as out out wide. Um, which he did do on a number of occasions for Porto. So he, he's clearly got that versatility. I think Arteta actually came out and said in one of his press conferences, you know, has he had that conversation with Vieira in terms of, you know, has he said where he'll be playing or where he wants him to play? And Vieira told Arteta that look, he doesn't want that that one um, fixed position. He can play anywhere in midfield. He's happy to 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 change positions. That's what he wants to do. So, you know, maybe all of a sudden Arteta's gone, well, OK, if that's the case, then is there much point in bringing another central midfielder in? Uh, I mean, look, I guess we'll always have different opinions as fans and, uh, compared to maybe the technical director and the manager. But, you know, I still think with extra games to play this season, the five substitutions as well now that's come into play, 
I think we do need someone else to come in. Um, whether or not it's got to be a player that starts over Thomas Partey or Granit Xhaka, I'm not so sure because at the moment, you know, they're two very, very solid, important players. You know, you look out there at the moment and there's not many players that could come in straight away and, and carry on from from sort of where they're, they're left off. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the, the Cansado links, for example, that makes a bit more sense because he could have that rotational role um, he, he'll probably be happy with that. Whereas Tielemans, you know, he'll want to be playing every week. He'll want to have a key role within the team. And, you know, with Martin Odegaard in that number 10 role, obviously, as I mentioned, Xhaka and Party in central midfield, is he really going to start every single week ahead of them? I, I'm not so sure. So, um, yeah, maybe food for thought for, for Arteta and, and Edu. Um, maybe that is why we're seeing links to different players appear because they they maybe change their approach and the, the profile of player that they want to bring in in midfield. But uh, look, never say never. There can be so many um, dominoes fall, can't there? In, in the final weeks of the window, one thing leads to another. Clubs maybe give in and, and, and let the players go or teams raise the price because they're becoming a little bit desperate to get things wrapped up in the final weeks and the final days of the window. So we'll have to wait and see. But, um, you know, considering other areas of the team and maybe other areas in need for Arteta, uh, it wouldn't be surprised. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I know we're going to speak about Jeremy Pino in a, in a minute that maybe the club have, have moved on and they're prioritising a wide player to come in before before the end of the window. Absolutely. And Alfie, do you believe that Fabio Fiera is potentially a reason? Is Can he be the, the player to come into Arsenal midfield and add up what we're missing and why we've been uh, reportedly targeting players like Yuri Tillemans and, and Lucas Paqueta, for example? Yeah, I think that, you know, from, from the little I've seen of him at Porto, um, obviously he looks like he adds a lot of creativity. Uh, obviously, we know we've got Odegaard for, for adding that creativity from midfield, um, but... You know, the first two games, he's had more of a, a role where he drops deeper and he's more involved in the build-up uh, in midfield rather than sort of creating those chances. Um, but, you know, when you have someone like Gabriel Jesus who, who created so much in that striker role, uh, I think it sort of takes a lot off Odegaard. So bringing in someone like Vieira in, in that left central midfield role, I think it will be really interesting because, um, you know, looking at where Granit Xhaka, the positions that he was picking up, you know, you look when he first signed and he was playing in that you know, defensive midfield role when, I think everyone knew that, that he wasn't suited to that. Now he's bombing forward. He, he's, I mean, who would have thought that Granit Xhaka would be a goal for it? I think, you know, when we signed him, he, he could have he could have scored two or three this season. I think he should have had another one against Leicester, that header. Um, really unlucky with it, but uh, the, the position for the goal, um, you know, he, he was well-placed and, and a great finish, really. Um, so seeing a player like Fabio Vieira, who, you know, I think it's safe to say is a bit more attacking than Granit Xhaka, I think it will be really exciting to see him in a role in, in, in certain games. Um, but you know, I don't think we can take anything away from Xhaka because he he's been for me the last six months one of our most important players. Um, just in the way he plays, the the leadership, the experience he brings. Um, I think that the main thing is the experience because players like Vieira. Um, I'm not. I don't want to say too much about his physicality because he does look a bit weak. Um, but you know, in certain games. You know, um, th th it will be really physical for him, and I think that he might struggle. Where I think Granite Jack will be better suited, but then you know, in, in games where we're struggling and we need that added creativity from midfield, then I think Vieira will be perfect in that in that left central midfield role. Absolutely, and yeah, just on Granite Jack as well, because anytime Jack will finish the season and there'll be a big international competition, for example, he will go for Switzerland and would see a complete 
different Gunit Shaka. And you're like, where is this guy for Arsenal? He's dominating midfield. He's scoring important goals. And I think these last six months, he started to bring that Switzerland form while I was seeing to Arsenal. And he's just such an important player. And I think he's an untouchable. Now. I would not sell him for, for if any club came in for a proposal, I'd rather keep Gunit Shaka than bring in a, a Yuri Tiemens for example, because he is that important. And when Gunit Shaka and Thomas Party play at the same time, we hardly ever lose a game. And never those two are crucial in Arsenal's midfield. But yeah, enough with the midfield, guys. Let's talk about the wing positions. But before we do, guys, make sure to leave your questions in the comment box because we'll be uh, answering them towards the end of the show. So make sure you do that. But let's do, let is, let's move on to the winger position and let's talk about Jeremy Pino, Chris, because he has been linked with the club quite heavily this week. But Arsenal now have a price reveal where how much they can sign him for. With the price that is being queried, do you believe Arsenal should and do you think they should pay it or should they look elsewhere? Because he's still young, still only 19 without any Premier League experience. Yeah, I mean, when when the links first came about, you know, you're thinking, is is it is it going to be a risk on its own because of his age, you know, and maybe he's, you know, he's not played many games. He's, he's fairly inexperienced still. Um, got a lot of learning to, to do, a lot of development to, to go through. But, you know, he's quite clearly talented. Um I think when when you look at certain attacking players nowadays, um, they are just naturally gifted from a young age. You know, you look at Gabriel Martinelli, for example. You know, he came from Brazil. Um, you know, no disrespect to the the teams in the leagues over there, but you know, obviously this the the difference in standard and in quality and that step up that he took was huge. And from day one, you know, he had the determination, he had the attitude, and he had the quality, the potential to make it Arsenal. And that's, you know, led to him uh, you know, being such an important player for us today, getting the plaudits from the likes of Jurgen Klopp saying, you know, he's a talent of the century or whatever um, he, he said. Um, you know, two goals, two games now it is for, for, for him. Um, and he's playing a key role under Mikel Arteta. And there's there's no reason why, you know, we, we can't go out there and, and get someone similar who can, you know, go on to, to do the same and follow in his footsteps. Obviously, we've mentioned Marquinhos before because obviously he's coming from Brazil, young player who maybe is a little bit, um, you know, a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, maybe not to, to obviously complete yet. You know, he's he's uh, still a little bit rough around the edges, got a lot of development to go through, um, but he's he's got the he's got the quality. He's got the potential to, to go on and, and do great things. And, you know, with Jeremy Pino, you know, he's playing at a high level already in La Liga. Um, obviously, he got a, a very, <laughs> well, obviously, this will split and divide opinion. But in my opinion, got a, a very good manager in Unai Emery. Um, certainly in La Liga anyway. Um, that, you know, obviously will be improving in and be working with him closely. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously a player that we've been linked with before. Um, I think when Emery was still actually in charge. And um, look, quality on the ball, pacey. We know he can score goals, create them as well. Um, works hard, full of energy down down the down the flanks. And yeah, I mean, in in today's market, I think whatever price you, you're looking at, it's always going to be fairly high because he's still very young. Again, Villarreal, they're going to be demanding as much as they can for their their star players because again, you know, he's he played a very important part for them last season, but he's had a very good start again this season for them. So, you know, they're not gonna ultimately at the end of the day want to sell him. So they're gonna be looking for it, you know, to get as much as they possibly can. 
And like I say, when you're a young player in La Liga or, you know, in one of the top five leagues in, in Europe, etc., and you, you're banging in the goals, you're, you're putting in some really, really bright performances, getting the assists and, and ultimately proving to be, you know, one of the standouts in that team and, and helping them get results, then, you, you, you know, you're going to raise your profile, you're going to gain uh, attention from, from other clubs and Villarreal will be looking at that situation and, and obviously they're going to be putting up the price even further, you know, with the, the amount of performances or good performance that he puts in, the amount of goals and assists he gets, except you, you see that with any player nowadays when they're impressing. So, you know, look, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. We we know that obviously Edu has, has been in Valencia, which isn't far from Villarreal. It's easy to, to meet up with people and, and have meetings with representatives maybe of the player. We don't know, obviously, at this stage if that has been happening. But again, it's you know interesting time to be over there with the, 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 the links surfacing. And we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. But um, yeah, I mean, some people can sit there and say it is a risk you know, with the price and, and with the age. There's no guarantee he will come over here and, and set the world alight. It might take him some time. But um, look, I think, you know, Obviously, he's a player that Mikel Arteta would have studied very, very closely. Um, and uh, there's obviously um, an acceptance at the club that he's a player that could help the team. And I think, you know, that is what we need to be looking for. Solid competition for the likes of Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, someone who can push them. Um, and we need we need depth. We need we need support, competition in that area because we can't keep relying on Bakayo Saka every week. We can't keep relying on Gabriel Martinelli every week. We know he's struggled with injuries at times, as has Smith Rowe, who, as we know, is is come on uh, and come in and, and played on the left hand side as well. So, you know, it's it's more than anyone. It's it's that support and competition for Saka. Um, Nicolas Pepe's future up in the air at the moment. We don't know how that's going to pan out as well. So that could always play a part in the final weeks of the winner, depending on what we do in that area. So, like I say, I mentioned the domino effect and, and, and things that start to fall. I think we could see that in the remaining weeks of the winner. And we'll just have to wait and see how it pans out. But fingers crossed we can get an extra man in that, that wide area because I think it'll be really helpful for us this season. Absolutely. It would be helpful indeed. And just before we do end the show, Alfie, I'm going to ask you this question from the end of when he asks... Are we serious title contenders this season? What should we realistically expect? I think this is a, a tough question. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's one of those ones. I don't want to say we're title contenders and then we end up scrapping top four at the end of the season. I think uh, what I'll say is I think that we've got a really exciting squad with lots of young talent. And it's always with young talent, you never know whether they can you know, show up in, in sort of the big games, you know, the feisty games, you know, the, the, the likes of Newcastle and Spurs at the end of last season. Um, I think that was a, a, a great bit of sort of a, a wake-up call for them. And I think that this season we'd maybe, um, you know, get get through those sort of games. And, and I think we'd get, you know, four points for, from those two. Um let's see how the next few we haven't had a proper test yet when we go to Old Trafford if we beat United at Old Trafford no matter what state Manchester United are in we, we, we seem to struggle at Old Trafford I mean last season the 3-2 the uh, if we beat United at Old Trafford then I'll, I'll start to have a bit of belief if we've picked up you know we've only dropped a couple before we go to Old Trafford because we've got a, I don't want to say an easy running because no game's easy in the Premier League anymore but we've got a favourable running um, then I'll start believing and especially if City drop a couple of points along the way. 
Interesting, interesting. Let's see how this goes. But Chris, actually, before I do, do end the show, I want to ask you this one from Paul Mizzle. He says, it's a random one, but what about Victor Moses as a mentor slash squad player? 31, Premier League experience, right wing, left wing, right wing back, left wing back and more. Please, we'll complete the Abramovich set. Chris, are you in agreement with Paul here? Uh, well, I must admit, I did not expect Victor Moses to pop <laughs> up in, in the comment section. Um, look, Paul, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but no, surely we've learned from, from previous mistakes now in, in getting in ageing players that have maybe passed their best. We need to be looking to the future, looking at players that can make a difference right now and in the years ahead. Um, and yeah, I don't think we need to be going down a Victor Moses route. Um, and uh, look, Obviously, a player that can operate in. Obviously, you mentioned the the positions there. Paul come in very handy, um, but I'd like to think there's other players out there that can can maybe operate in in similar positions, similar roles, um, rather than obviously going for for an aging player um, that won't have much to give, um, you know, in in the near future. So, uh, yeah, look, no disrespect to them, but I don't want an, another Lichtenstein or I don't want another Willian. Um, please, Arsenal, no more of that. We've very much got to look at, at the future, at the present now, and go for players that will, you know, make a difference straight away and ultimately help us get back to the Champions Champions League uh, stage and, and obviously compete against the top teams. Absolutely, look, Williams back on the free transfer, so he's available. You never know. Eddie might just might just try. <laughs> Don't, don't even mention it. it. Don't, don't even, even mention it. it. Yeah, I was so sorry. <laughs> for watching. William's name cannot be mentioned in here. But we are going to end the show there. Alfie, as always, thank you for jumping on, mate. No, thank you for both for having me on. And thank you to everyone for listening and getting the questions in. Uh, I think, yeah, Victor Moses, stay well clear. But no, thank you, everyone, for, for, for tuning in. Absolutely. And Chris, as always, mate, thank you for jumping in too. Pleasure as always, Bailey. Thank you. Thank you, Alfie. And of course, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. I hope everyone has a great day. Absolutely. Guys, if you like the video, make sure to drop a like and subscribe to the channel as this is a Monday to Friday thing. So you don't want to miss tomorrow's episode. So make sure you do press and hammer the subscribe button. And most importantly, guys, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,